Hey guys, Ben Taylor with Raw Motivations here. I uh, wanted to come on here and be able to share a little bit of my story, be able to share a little bit about narcissism. Uh, if you don't follow me by now, I uh, just want to be able to say I'm a self-aware narcissist that's on this platform to provide awareness about what narcissism is and help provide healing, growth, and change to people who've been in narcissistic abusive relationships or people that want to reduce the traits that they have on a day-to-day -day basis. A lot of times people ask me, either on TikTok or on YouTube, the concept and the idea of, are narcissists formed or are narcissists born? And if so, how did you become one? So there's an idea out there that narcissists are born that way. I've seen more, uh, more studies done and more thoughts on the idea of people being born with personality disorders, being closer to the sociopath and psychopath idea. Um, narcissists a lot of times are formed through traumatic events, through moments of abuse typically is one of the biggest ones out there of a narcissistic person oftentimes comes from an abusive household. An abusive household that shamed them, that devalued them, that abused them, either mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually, whatever it might be. And they came through that household and developed defense mechanisms to try to avoid that pain, to try to avoid that idea of being honest anymore because that ended up hurting them, to being vulnerable anymore because that ended up getting them abused. And as they go through life, they don't develop all the emotions, all the feelings, all the thoughts, all the ways to be able to process emotions that a lot of other people do. Whether that's just through parenting, whether that's just through friendships, whether that's through isolation, whatever it might be, there's an idea that as they continue to grow, there's aspects of their maturity, of their emotional maturity that doesn't continue to grow and doesn't continue to shape them in an idea where they can process emotions easily. This is why a lot of times you'll see a narcissist that might be experiencing different emotions, but it all comes out the same way. It all comes out as just rage. A lot of times that's because they don't know how to process those other emotions. Those emo other emotions seem to be frustrating, seem to be annoying, seem to be disgusting or scary. And as a result, it all just comes out the same. That all just comes out as rage. So as a narcissist is growing up, like you have the idea that everyone in a young age is narcissistic. Everyone has traits. Everyone has the tendencies, the possibilities, but it's how they continue to grow. It's how they continue to develop. It's sometimes the abuse that they suffered or how that continued on later on into childhood, later on into their teen years, and later on into adult life. If someone didn't have the chance to be able to learn and understand empathy or sympathy or like see early on that demonstrated in the household, there's a bigger chance that they're going to turn out with some narcissistic traits. As a person's growing up and they get devalued, they get shamed, they get all these different types of things like made fun of, mocked, all that kind of stuff, you'll see different aspects that it bubbles up and develops more shame, more blame, and then sometimes more guilt inside the narcissist. Oftentimes what they'll do is they'll give them an insecurity. They'll give them an idea that they're not good enough and they're going to compensate by becoming the best person in their mind. This oftentimes will create a false image and they'll have a false image that they project to the world, to the people around them, because that false image is who they want to be or that false image is who they want to appear as because they're afraid of what people would actually think of them if they revealed who they actually are. If they actually opened up and, and revealed the weaknesses and revealed the shame and revealed the, the little boy, the little girl that doesn't know what to do with their emotions, they're afraid that they get rejected. 
And oftentimes that push of trying to push people away, that wall that they put up is the exact thing that needs to be broken down for them to even experience any type of healing, any type of change. But over time, that wall gets built heavier and heavier, thicker and thicker, layer upon layer, so that it's almost impenetrable for other people to get in and also for the narcissist to get out. And as a result, they get into these, these cycles, these ideas that this is happening constantly, but I don't know how to stop it. I don't know what's happening. I don't understand. There's an aspect that they understand like right or wrong, which is why a lot of times they hide certain things. But there's also an aspect of almost like that addictive nature where it just keeps happening. And there's not really something to tap into of, I understand what I'm doing, but I don't care because I'm trying to protect myself. I'm trying to be careful of myself. And at the same time, like, I don't care because this is just how I am. Like, this is just the cycle. I don't know how to break it. So a lot of times people look at it and they're like, how does this actually happen? Well, it happens through that abuse. Uh, It can happen with parents that are overindulgent. And so they're never holding their child accountable for anything. They're never teaching that child responsibility. They're never teaching that child that they're accountable for their actions. And as a result, they continue to grow up and never be accountable for their actions, which ends up being very narcissistic. Other times you can have parents that are more like overbearing or over controlling that are wanting to dictate every aspect of that person's life. And that can lead as well to those narcissistic traits coming out. So a lot of times people ask me, they're like, what traumatic event happened in your life? Well, I can't go back and like look at my life and say like, oh, this traumatic event happened. Like I was abused or something like that. Like that didn't happen. And there's different aspects that even going back in my mind, there's a lot of gaps. There's a lot of blanks. There's a lot of things that I don't remember. There's one aspect that I've been working with therapy. I've been working um, early on in my, in my development with EMDR, like trying to understand like the different things that happened in my past, trying to understand the different things that make up who I am, make up the things that I struggle with because there's a lot of different aspects with it. And as I try to go back and try to figure out like what's real, what's false, what am I actually believing, what am I actually thinking, it takes a lot of time. And so some of that I still don't have the answers for. Uh, Some of that I still don't have cut and dried. I was abused in this point and this is what happened. Like I don't have that. I'm not able to articulate or explain that because cognitively I can't remember some of this stuff. What I do know is along the lines of emotions where emotions at times didn't develop the same way uh, as far as like emotional safety or emotional insecurity. So this would be like the aspect of me coming to the table and communicating something of, hey, I feel this way, and at times feeling like that got shut down or that that wasn't heard in either a group setting or a family setting or whatever it might be. And the idea would be like, hey, this is something I'm experiencing. You know, what's going to happen? Like, what do I do with it? And not actually having that time to be able to process and work through it meant that, okay, I need to figure it out on my own. I need to process it or also created at times the idea of, hey, this topic isn't a safe topic to bring up because if this topic comes up, then I get this lecture or I get this read to me or I get this put on me or I get this. And growing up in a household, in a Christian based culture, a lot of that comes from the idea of conformity of the idea of, hey, like, it doesn't matter. Like you do it this way. This is how it is. This is what we need to do, whether that's because we need to do this because of our family dynamic or we need to do this because of our Christian circles or how we appear to other people or anything like that. It comes across very much of like, hey, this is how you're supposed to act. 
And as a result, there is many things in my life where I started realizing like, hey, like if I don't want to act that way or if I can't act that way, then what does that actually mean about myself? Like what do I actually need to do? How do I need to communicate? And there's a lot of things I have to start figuring out like on my own. There's also early on the aspect of like figuring out like how to lie really early on. And for me, like lying was the aspect of not wanting to deal with the consequences. Not wanting to deal with the consequences of maybe something I did wrong or not wanting to deal with the uncomfortability of being vulnerable about something that I did or didn't do that would get me a lecture or would get a talking to or would get saying like, hey, we don't do it this way. You do it this way. And that being it. And so like early on, I started learning, hey, like if I tell the truth, I'm going to get a lecture or I'm going to get a discussion or I'm going to feel uncomfortable or vulnerable and that's not safe in that moment. So let me go ahead and try to make a lie. So early on, my parents thought that I was an awful liar. Like they thought I was really bad at lying because I figured out early on, I was like, hey, if I lie about something and I get caught, it gets even worse. So let's make sure that I only get caught on the things that matter or the things that don't matter. So as a result, I would lie and I would get caught a lot of times on all these like small things. And a lot of times I would think like, okay, like if I do this like guilty face, if I do this face, then they're going to think like, oh, like he's lying. I'm going to get caught. And they're going to be like, I can always tell when you're lying because you have that face. And this happened over and over and over again to the place where then when I needed to lie or when I felt like, hey, it was a the better lie, it was the better thing or something I wanted to do, but I needed to lie about it. Then I could just lie with a straight face because everybody thought that I was a bad liar. So I built that persona over time, over years to the place where I could do what I wanted, where I could interact how I wanted, and I didn't have to fit into that conformity all the time. So with that, some of my upbringing, some of the things that like have, have involved me becoming more narcissistic and developing narcissism was the idea of like the emotional vulnerability, uh, the emotional like safety and security of being able to express things and having them either be taken account of, having them either be listened to and not getting like a lecture, um, not getting a conformity, not getting a this is what we do kind of a thing. Um, Hopefully that answers a little bit. Uh, it's stuff that I'm still processing and still working through. So I don't have the greatest answer. Um, but hopefully that was able to help because I know several people would ask that for a little bit. If you don't follow by now, just hit subscribe. Uh, please follow on TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook because i got small nuggets of truth that are coming out every single day. And I'm trying to influence people and help them understand, hey, this is what narcissism is. And this is how it's affected my life. This is how it affects other people's lives. And the shit that people get put through is really awful. And I talk to people on a one-on-one, on a day-to-day basis, like helping them deal with the trauma, helping them work through it, helping them process, get away from the addiction that they have for another, for another person, for a toxic person, and help them find healing, growth, and change on a day-to-day basis. We'd love to interact with you more. If you want to talk one-on-one, there's a link down in the bio. Um, also, take a look at our podcasts. We got Empath and Narcissist uh, coming out. So it's under Raw Motivations, different episodes coming out of where I'm talking with a friend of mine who's been in an abusive relationship and she's been with a narcissist. She's been with a physical abuser and we've been friends for a long time. So we're like polar opposites when it comes to those types of emotions and things like that. But we're trying to be on there to help bring awareness and help other people grow and change as well. Thanks so much. Thank you.
Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. We'd love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.